even you have on my door and even you give us the beats. Okay, so your dad sent you a text message that he will think you're loco. Yeah. Because he recently met a woman that he's going to get, get married, married to on yes. my birthday weekend. On your birthday weekend. Yeah. Okay. Did they <laughs> how do they how do they decide on the date? Uh, they well, just needed it, they needed it to happen like right away or I, was I it? guess it's like three months from now. And he's like, Don't make any plans and I'm like, you know that's my birthday weekend, right? And it's like, what better way to celebrate your birthday? Did he really? <laughs> Mexico. He tru- that and he said, like, you're going to get a new stepmom. Like, he used Ew. the word stepmom, and then he also used the words father-daughter dance, which I'm like, that doesn't happen at the father's wedding. No, I don't <laughs> think that. <laughs> Traditionally. <laughs> so your dad is how old? He's 53. And she is? 35. The okay. inverse. How did they meet? I have no idea. On a boat. I don't know. Would, it, would he pay for your ticket if you were to go down there? Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go down there. <laughs> it's like, do you need a plus one? Because I mean, if I wanted a plus one, I feel like I'd pick a 35-year-old male just to, like, mess with him. Be like, hey, uh, you know, your significant other and my boyfriend are in the same graduating class. Yeah. <laughs> or, or somebody that's his or age. Or someone that's his age. <laughs> yeah. Like, 53 or older. Yeah, you should do that, actually. That would be pretty that great. That sounds pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Do you know how recently they met? Um, he said, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's so bizarre. <laughs> is this uncharacteristic of your dad? or? I mean, we just went to Mexico and did ayahuasca together, so I feel like that's not So I feel like it was a bad, a bad trip then. <laughs> no, it was, it, was a good, it was a good trip. I don't know. But I just met his past girlfriend. Like, I went to Mexico, like, July 4th, and he had a different girlfriend. And she was, like, his age, and I liked her a lot. Yeah. And then they broke up, and then he found this woman. Damn. How was ayahuasca? It was great. Yeah, uh, it was weird. It was like the most scariest slash like rewarding experience. I don't know. It's weird because like it's like an out of body experience. It's not for everyone. It's very like you go into it and you like have a puke bucket next to you and, and that you part can does poop not sound too, right? You can. I I just puked. Okay. I puked like seven times. I kept getting up to puke because like it's like you see a bunch of images flash in front of you and then you just like start puking. And um, you're seeing all this stuff from your past um, come up. I saw a bunch of wine bottles, and it was like, if you continue this lifestyle, you will live until you're 49. So I was like, okay, I gotta like cut down. I think on that the might be the thing that would turn Brittany off, because she doesn't want to know when she's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I have no <laughs> desire, you know. But I'm sure, fla- like alcohol would probably be involved. <laughs> it would also be related. Yeah, I, I'm pretty certain. Have you yeah. done other psychedelics? Uh, no, just that. And also, that? like, I did, like, a little bit of shrooms. Mm. And, like, once I did acid, so that was it. Wow, and, like, so that's, cool. like, you really just, I really just jumped in the deep end. In, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It's, like, head first, yeah. Yeah, because I've heard people have had trips that seem like they're in, like, outer space for days. And it's, like, a nightmare sort of yeah. situation. That's kind of, you kind of just have to accept that you're there. And I'm just like, okay, this is my new life now. Like, I'm just constantly falling the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I am incapable of accepting that. Like, yeah, that's true. I think that's like actually a thing that maybe both of us share in common is like our fear of death. Everybody always just like it's just a thing that's gonna happen, and you just kind of have like you can't do anything about it. We're just like I don't care. No, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't I, that mean I'm gonna mean I'm like it. Of it. Yeah, in yeah, the trip, I kept dying over and over again. It just kept showing me dying over and over again, and I was like, I have to accept this because like. 
it kind of shows you your darkest fears. I'm afraid of death, so it killed oh, me okay, like seven too. times. I was like, okay, I keep, I keep dying. And then I'm also claustrophobic. I'm afraid of small spaces. I don't like locking like the bathroom door. Like when I go to the bathroom, I kind of like keep my purse next to the door. I don't like it when it's locked, so huh. like small space. So in the trip, I had a trip that like I like was locked in a bathroom, and so like. I stepped into the toilet and became the sewer. Like, none of this makes sense. But, like, it kind of, I guess it helped a little bit with my fear of small spaces. I'm still afraid, but I'm just like, what's the point? Did it help you be less afraid of dying? Um, for like a month, yeah, I was cool. With it. <laughs> I, I would take that. <laughs> and now, now I'm still like, yeah, Not I don't really want to die. But like, if I did, like, I would there's something, there's something out there, some kind of spirit world. It was like, there is no good and evil, just different ways people love and have power. And I'm like, that's weird. I don't know. It's very deep. Like, I, w- I would take a month of not being afraid of dying, but I feel like it's similar with any like life experience, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like when, when, uh, when Jimmy passed away, like last year or whatever, I feel like I had so many like moments where I was like, man, I should really like appreciate people and like reach out and not lose touch with people that I care about. I'm not going to fucking talk to anybody anymore. <laughs> so I got to learn shit. I had like yeah. a moment, a couple moments of like, oh man, You're like, like we but should they really... haven't hit me up in a while. <laughs> so I guess it doesn't matter. I just, I don't know. I just get caught up with life and then I forget about all these things that I remembered or I was like, I'm going to make sure that I don't think, take things for granted anymore or whatever. But I Ima- did. Imagine someone dies totally and the do. last text that they sent you was like you up at 2 a.m. And you go to their funeral and you're just like, yeah, the last text they sent me was you up. That should definitely happen. That's, <laughs> that's not too sim. That, I mean, that's not too different from what my last text with my friend was. It's really? Got, yeah. Really? <laughs> well, he, he reached out about something and I just never responded. Just yeah. Left him hanging. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I could see that happening with me and a specific friend. Me? No, no, no. <laughs> me and a specific friend who will sometimes text me stuff. And at this point, I'm like, eh just kind of over it not over it i'm just like hey she, she always says this sort of thing but i'm like maybe one day it won't be like she always says this sort of situation yeah so I mean, sometimes I, I maybe don't respond as quickly as i could but it's like hey when it, i don't know i don't know at what point do you like know when to take something seriously or when to not at, at one point you kind of have one. to like take it to yourself like is this like worth my time like like worrying about you know if it's their issue they kind of have to figure it out for themselves or like you know it's like darwin natural selection i don't know like <laughs> i hate to say it but like if you're gonna be if they can't handle it can't handle the heat get out of the kitchen yeah <laughs> i guess i don't know uh, that's not that's if they can't handle the heat get hit in the street i don't know like <laughs> is that a thing <laughs> no it's, it is now wow <laughs> that sounded like it was a yeah, real thing that like, i just didn't wow. hear about yet i yeah cool so um david usually asks this but we like to ask people if you have any advice that you've heard throughout your life or like you carry with you that you think is really good advice that you kind of like to live by um well i like recently was thinking like if i'm ever accepting an emmy or a grammy or if i'm ever like in a position where i have an award and i'm like saying something i'm like practicing my like speech for when a grammy no um i would say like you know Uh, I was thinking about success a lot. Um, My mom was kind of like, why aren't you successful yet? Because there's this thing on the news and it said like crazy people are more likely to be successful. And then she looked at me and she's like, why aren't you successful yet? And I'm just like, 
you know what? I feel like success is kind of like a state of mind, and it's like you can feel successful and be homeless and have no money, or you can be, be a failure as a millionaire. Like you, it's all, all about how you feel inside. Like you can feel successful. Like what is success to that you? That is 100% true because you hear so many people. I just listen to a lot of podcasts. You hear so many people who are famous on podcasts that are like, I thought that would be the thing. Like getting there, I thought that would be the thing that made me feel like I did it and I made it and that would make me happy and it doesn't. Yeah. So that's not the that's not the measure of success necessarily. Yeah. So I completely agree. So what do you, what do you, how do you do it then? Because that's Although like I, I would still like to be famous. <laughs> that's frightening to like think to about. Like yeah. it's like I, I will like just say I would still like to be famous. <laughs> I would like to have a lot of money. Uh, my name is Caitlin. <laughs> I live... No, <laughs> Venmo me. Yeah. Venmo me. I mean, I feel like it probably would help a little, right? Or no? Uh, totally. Like, I will sit on a cake for, like, somebody to... Like recognize me? I don't care. Sit on a cake? Oh, people like that shit. Yeah, they like food play. Like, you see that girl selling her bathwater too? Well, why don't I'm you? Like, why don't you sit on a cake? I mean, I don't know. I maybe would. People have told me I she should do Twitch. Found the right photographer. What would you do we on could, Twitch? I would like sell underwear. I am really <laughs> good at. People ask me this all the time, and it makes me I'm really me good upset. at selling underwear. <laughs> what would I do on Twitch? Like, I don't know how to play video games. Well, you don't play video games, do how you? How do you know? <laughs> I'm very, 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 very very good at Crash Bandicoot. Okay. I am also pretty good at Mortal Kombat. Okay. Which Are one? those games that I can play on Twitch? Annihilation. Is that the movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the game with the guy? No. The original. <laughs> the original. <laughs> the original uh, game with the guy with the four arms or the six arms. I'm really Goro good at playing is video the boss games. In the first game, which oh, is just regular Mortal Kombat. That's what I said. Kombat. The original. Yeah. You know that video game with Johnny Depp in it? I'm really good at that. Like <laughs> I have played Mortal Kombat recently and kept beating this one guy. Okay. And he was upset about it. Nice. I'm good at Mortal Kombat. I don't know. You're like the guy who's like, oh, you like sports? Name every no. coach that's ever been you a coach. A premium I Snapchat. never hear you talk about playing video games. Because I don't need to like strut it around how much I like it. I'm also Actually, very... You do. I hear you talk you about a lot, a lot of, of other things that you really like. I hear you talk about bagels more than you talk about video games. Well, I like bagels a lot. <laughs> Bagel. You should pose with bagels and like video game controllers and then just like sell them on like Pat Patreon or whatever. There you go. It's a great idea. I'm also very good at foosball. I don't talk about that a lot. Also, I, I, I mean, I know that you have informed me that you guys have an Xbox now at your house, right? Or what game console do you guys have? Um, can you name some other ones? Because it's, <laughs> it's not an <laughs> Xbox this that we have. Talk no, 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 no. I'm not trying to say that women can't be gamers. No, but I, I, don't know. I, have, I don't have a PlayStation Crash Bandicoot's my favorite game. Okay, we don't have a PlayStation. A PlayStation yeah. So I don't play that. But what's the other one? What's the other one? Xbox? Game, no. GameCube. No. <laughs> it's like a Nintendo thing. Oh, Nintendo a, a 64. Wii, uh, Nintendo Wii. A Wii. It's not important. I don't play a Switch. It. Switch. We have a Switch. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, but... It, I. So the two games that you can play, you don't even have a console for. Right. Okay. But I don't okay, need so to. Okay, so if anyone hears out, out there, uh, Brittany needs a console to play her games and sell her content on the <laughs> internet. Hey, everybody, what's up? I will sit on a cake for whatever the latest PlayStation model is. For Venmo. Along with the latest Crash Bandicoot game and maybe right. all of the other Crash Bandicoot remaster. If you want to play Crash Bandicoot on Twitch, I'm totally down for it. I just, you know... I, it's valid to ask these questions when you don't... I don't think it's valid to ask <laughs> it with a certain tone. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Brittany. If I it was like, it a, like, oh, hey, like, cool. Like, what do you play? Yeah. That would be one. Th- but when it's like, what do well, you I just play? Didn't, I didn't assume that you were going to play video games. You don't have to play video games to be on Twitch. You can do other things as what well. What other things? You can, you can do any kind of live streaming. Like videos. I, I don't know. I just Yeah, it have, doesn't have to be video games. I just downloaded it. Like you that can way. do like jumping jacks. Jumping or jacks, you can push like, up, squats. Like, yeah. especially squats. You like, can like right? giggle a lot. Yeah. And like, yeah. But like cross your eyes a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I know what you're saying, David. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I just wanted to get an idea of what you would do for, you know. Yeah. Because people had recommended I'd get on Twitch before, not for video games. Because they what were do like, you, yeah, what would you even do on Twitch? <laughs> what would you do? Podcast? Oh. Uh, like hours? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'll that just, would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I, I just downloaded Triller. I don't know if you know what Triller is. I do not. Uh, it's like a video editing app, and it's really easy to edit. It like combines your videos right away, and it's really good at it. I so. can't even do an Instagram video without having it be black in the first like two seconds yeah of it. and all you have to do is change the cover <laughs> yeah so triller might seem easy to someone but <laughs> well i guess it's just you record a video and then you record another video and then it combines the videos for you this could be a twitch video right here is you her teaching you how to use triller oh yeah. i feel like people would watch that <laughs> <laughs> like uh I don't know. I put them on like Instagram with like captions and like, I, like this one was like when she says you're a freak versus what she really means. S- stupid stuff. It's like, like a that. it's like an upgraded Vine kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like Vine. Explain Vine. To me. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, okay. Vine is dead, so a lot of people might not know what it is anymore. Yeah. If you weren't there for that brief period of time that it existed. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I have like this on Triller. And then it's like that could be you right there. That could be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so the second question we like to ask is there any bad advice that you feel like you hear a lot or has been told to you that you feel like people should stop saying? Um I've heard people tell me to dumb down my jokes. And I'm like I am dumb. Like I don't know <laughs> what you mean by that. That's <laughs> like, interesting. Like if anyone ever tells you if you're doing stand up to dumb down your jokes. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense like How your do you jokes do are too smart i don't know well i guess i mean i don't know you're too alty like it doesn't appeal to a mass crowd i guess the mass majority of the population is dumb make sure it they understand yeah. it yeah true I, I i kind of have i remember and i'll probably edit this out who told you <laughs> that because i feel like to always <laughs> talk about uh was it him, was it I, him? I can't remember who said it but like a couple, i remember a couple people would say it yeah. Like after the show, like, oh, you need to dumb down your jokes because like, or have you thought about dumbing down your jokes? Such a weird way to say it. So he always used to say, he used to give examples of like, oh, I have this joke that doesn't work because it's like people are too dumb to get it or whatever. And uh, my counter to that kind of thing has always been like Brian Simpson. He's got really smart jokes and his jokes are written like a persuasive essay. And he like words them out and like, he's so like meticulous about his writing and he, he, he argues a point in his jokes that's, like, very intelligent. And he's fucking hilarious. And he does really well. And he's very successful. And there's a bunch of comics that are like that that are also super smart and are able to, like, hammer point at home and they write their jokes like an essay. And it's really good. And they're very successful. Well, it is over here talking about how somebody doesn't understand his joke because they're too dumb. 
It's like, no, your joke's just not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone, I think um, recently I saw on Facebook, like Neil Singh said someone, or said to jump down his jokes, but he's funny. And like, he always, I don't know. Someone told him to dumb down his jokes? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand either. I guess I would need to hear an example of what somebody thinks is a joke that needs to be dumbed down. That's too smart. That's yeah. too smart. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, it's like there are different types of comedians for different people. Like, yeah, I feel like people who are very into comedy in a real way are usually pretty smart. Yeah, I mean, you have to be on a certain level to be able to understand like how people are deconstructing a thing that we all do. If you're not an intelligent person, you're not going to be able to get that aspect of it. So I guess to a certain extent, you're right, especially for comics that are constantly you know, getting an idea and reversing it or explaining to you how this thing that you believe is ridiculous or strange or whatever or wrong. So I don't know. That's a weird, that's a weird saying. Yeah. A weird saying. Like you've had multiple people tell you that. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I don't know. I like it. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm smart. No, but um, there is this audience member last night that got really offended by some of the jokes we were saying. And like, another thing I want to say is like, if you're easily offended, maybe comedy isn't for you, you know? Like, comedy, just funny people, funny humor is not for you if you're easily offended. Like, I don't know. She was just, like, making a big scene out of everything. And we're just like, uh... I don't know what people expect when they go to a comedy show. Like, I don't know what they're... Because I can't think of, like, do they think it's all going to be, like, Ellen? Or, like, I'm confused. <laughs> like, I just don't know. Like, people have never been to a comedy show before who are offended by comedy. Like, what is the expectation? there i think they have no concept of it at all like so many people that i've talked to have never been to a comedy show before and know only comedy uh, through netflix specials or if they're older hbo specials so i think they and that even those are fairly they can be but they're also it's also such a different i don't even recognize that as stand-up when i watch a netflix or hbo special it just doesn't even resemble at all what we see at the clubs all the time it's such a different style it's such a different delivery it's such a different everything it's just like almost not even stand up when i look at it it's like yeah. a completely different thing when i see somebody's netflix special or whatever comedy special it's so strange comparing it to something that you would see like at the madhouse or the palace or whatever yeah because everything is like shorter and more condensed and more punchy because you have a shorter amount of time so when you have these comics that can do an hour long, they can just fucking ramble on for 20 minutes and not say anything and then do a joke, like a line at the end. Do fucking 100 million callbacks. That's like a Kevin, a Kevin Hart special is just 10 callbacks. People, I mean... <laughs> but like that's, you can't do that like on a 15-minute set, but he's just like... His, if, by the, if, you, if you flash forward it's like 30 minutes into a Kevin Hart special, it's just references to jokes he already made in the beginning and just repeat it over and over again. What's the kind of thing that just, like I said, it just don't ever see anything like that in our world, doing yeah. like shorter sets and stuff like that. It just... Yeah. You have to do your like tight five, like your tight, tight five. Yeah. Like not like a tight hour. Like that's like <laughs> very loose hour. Yeah, that was <laughs> very loose. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have a question, David? I thought you started questions. I can start one. Okay. I have one ready. I'll get ready while you pull up your question. Okay. So, 
an occasional an occasional time waster of mine is to go into random text-only chat rooms and spin a fantasy for willing women. It's fun and creative, and everyone has a low-commitment good time, I hope. Recently, someone online asked if I would do a losing her virginity scene with her. I said sure, and I took her through a very sweet and consent-filled fantasy where she got to direct the action and feel like a star. At the end of it, she confided in me that she is actually 16 and really a virgin, and also would I want to meet up and do this for real. I, of course, said that I didn't think this was a great idea, but that she would make a great partner for someone someday. I am well over 16, but now I'm conflicted and totally gun-shy about going back online. I know, of course, that whoever is on the other side of the chat could be a boy slash girl or a non-binary slash furry person of any age or orientation, but this definitely made me uneasy. Did I do a wrong thing? Is there a better way to proceed, or should I just be happy she had a nice experience in her own home with the faraway guy who hopefully gave her a template for how it could go when she finally finds herself ready to have sex? Yeah, I would say that it, I don't think you should feel bad because You didn't this know that she was 16. And should also, you not ask? Maybe. If somebody's like, hey, I'm doing a fantasy where I'm a really young girl and I'm losing my virginity. I would be like, yeah, how old are you? Really? I don't know, but I think how is this any different from like a person that just like creates, let's say he writes a book that has something really like sensual and stimulating that a young person comes across and it's like their first like sexual awakening or whatever. I mean, he didn't intend it to be like... Is this like bar status? Like if they ask you, are you over age 21? And they say yes, then it's okay. Like they're not cops. They're not going to take you. <laughs> like, how do you know this is a 16-year-old or like some kind of cop trying to... I, I guess know, I, I guess maybe he, he could predators. have done that. But I don't think you get in trouble for just saying things that was you don't actually... Was he saying things or was he showing things? No, it's saying. just saying. Just, it was all he was written. Saying. He was well, taking her through a losing your virginity fantasy. Okay. That's fine. I feel like there's books. That's still PG-13. Yeah. That's what okay. if the, <laughs> I don't even <laughs> want to say. What if like the fantasy was like him being like, oh yeah, and you're like a teenage girl. and I I'm need... <laughs> but I feel if that was the case and he was being like that, then he would just meet up with this person. But he's not interested in that yeah, aspect. That's true. I just, I feel weird around anyone under the age of 18. I was at Comic-Con recently and I was like dressed up like a sexy, slutty cat or whatever. And people wanted to take pictures of me. And there was this like guy and I don't know if he was like 16. He said, you look younger and he wanted to take a picture with me. And I felt uncomfortable doing that. But I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take a picture whatever. Yeah. But like, it's so weird because you're still talking to like. Right. Underage but whatever he decides to do with that picture, that's not your it's fault. That's not my business. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your fault if he ends up doing something with that picture that maybe you didn't intend. Hangs it on his wall. Yeah, I don't think he did. Oh, no, I don't think he did anything wrong, but it's an interesting idea. I think maybe for the future, I think for the future if he really is that shook by this, then he will probably be more careful in the future and maybe should be more careful in the also, future. Also, depending on what state she's in, she's of consent, so... Yeah, but also, like, nothing True. was... Un like, this was a purely, like, written thing. I'm so just there's, saying. There's no, no lines crossed at the moment. And possibly... No. <laughs> regardless. You could even go further, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's your advice. Just say, what, ask her what state she's in. Tell her to wait two years. <laughs> He said mm. he's well above 16. That could be like 19. 
You don't know. Well above. What his it perception of well above is. It difference between my dad and his new wife, you know, I think it's like 17 <laughs> years. Yeah. And then you just wait circle. a couple years, maybe things are going to work out. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, soulmates are soulmates. Yeah, maybe your dad should have done a text only. The soul <laughs> has been around <laughs> long before your body. So if your soul is in the body of like a very young person, mm-hmm. I'm s- <laughs> I, are you condoning? Like, no, I'm I totally love- kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super kidding. <laughs> You're like, wait till you grow up. Like, have a baby now and then just like wait 18 yeah. years. Okay. My, my advice would be be more careful in the future, but I don't think you did anything wrong. Yeah, if you're if you're very bothered by it, ask her how old she is next time. Yeah, first, and, and then you did the right thing by saying don't. I'm not gonna fuck you. Yeah, yeah, that's a smart idea. Also, that that person could very well have been a cop, so you also might have made the right decision. In that by sense. not, yeah, if that's yeah. possible to I you, mean, maybe freedom of speech, right? You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it's all online. Exactly. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, <laughs> so this one says, I am a woman in my early 30s in an artistic freelance service job, and I routinely communicate with clients via text. Early in my career, I became friends with a woman I completely adored. We spent a lot of time together before having children on our and our uh, lives drifted apart, but we stayed in touch through social media. A few years ago, her husband began contacting me through text under the ruse of prof- uh, professional project, but quickly turned the conversation to sexual explicit suggestions. I was extremely uncomfortable as I've always felt a deep friendship type love for this for his wife and wanted nothing to do with his nasty suggestions. I didn't tell her because I didn't want to cause any problems and simply laughed him off and told him I'm only available to discuss art projects. I wish I had told him to eat shit and then forwarded the text to his wife. Now his wife has reached out to me uh, requesting to spend more time together because she has been diagnosed with an untreatable cancer and was given about a year. She and her husband are still married and I hope to be spending more time with her. I feel I shouldn't mention the horrible text from her husband a few years ago, but I'm now wrecked with guilt for not having said something previously. This is something, is this something I should keep to myself unless she brings up uh, other misdeeds her husband has fessed up to in the meantime? I don't know, she's gonna die? Like she's an untreatable cancer? Like, should she live in that fairy tale land that her husband's a good guy? Or should she just, like, tell her and then, like, have her meet someone else before she dies? I don't know. This is, like, a hard situation. I don't think she needs to meet someone else before she... I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I would not tell her because I feel like the amount of trauma and pain that that would cause her, it takes, like, well over a year to get over. Yeah. That's true. I wouldn't want... Yeah, it feels like you're betraying her, and yeah, you're, like, carrying on this ruse with your friend, but she's literally going to die. Like, why would you want her last months to be filled with, like, agony and pain and betrayal? And, like, I don't know. I would just rather her. Maybe she'll find out at the end and feel upset that you lied to her, but, like, I would take that risk, I guess. I'd just say, (laughs) I would say don't say anything. Yeah. (laughs) I I might. I would. I mean, it's it sucks, but if I was, like, on my deathbed, I'd want to know the truth about everyone in my life. Like, just like, okay, what's the deal? Did you actually like me, or, like, was this just a lie the whole time? Oh, but that's man. my personal opinion. <laughs> so, like, I know that I'm different than a lot of people. Most people would be like, oh, I'd rather just live in a lie. And I'm like, no, I would live in the truth. And I, But I'm, like, very, like, strong, independent, don't really need yeah. a man, you know? But so. even if you were dying, you'd want to just, like, have that be ruined for you? 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just me, though. I know most people want happiness. I could but see you on your deathbed being like, so what was the real shit? Like your last day. So, yeah. But yeah. like if you find out a, a like a year before you die and you have to deal with like every day feeling mm-hmm. like yeah. hurt and betrayed and like then yeah. I'm like, if there that's was a, like that's right a wasted year. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If there was something that I always suspected about somebody and I was like, I always wanted to ask you this, but I was too afraid to like say it. Like, I'm about to die. Tell me, did you fuck around with this person that one time and have them tell me the truth? Still lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> but you got, it's got to be that person that you really got to know. If the wife wants to know and she's like, hey, like, I'm going to die really just before I die. I really want to know. Did this happen? And then you can be like, yeah. I but if she's not requesting it, don't fucking her do it. Her friend clearing her conscience is more about herself than it is her friend. Yeah, exactly. If her friend asks, then you tell her. But I feel like if she doesn't ask, don't ask, don't tell, maybe for that yeah <laughs> i mean her thing is like i can't handle carrying around this guilt yeah like that's i can't live with that like that's selfish yeah, it is i so your friend has cancer you can live with yeah you can <laughs> you can live with guilt for a little bit more and no. she didn't do anything wrong so yeah exactly yeah if anything the husband should fess up yeah yeah <laughs> he's probably just like ooh. so what about now <laughs> yeah now that she's uh dying who knows? Maybe him. now that now that she's dying, he he changes tune, and now he's more appreciative of her than ever. Nah, <laughs> no, I highly doubt that. He's just like I'm single now. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> he's already single. He's like, no, she's out of my life. Yeah, literally, right. she's ghosted me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so bad. Okay. Um. I've been with my girlfriend about a year, and even though I love her, some days I consider breaking up with her over her eating habits. There are so many criteria for what she'll eat and won't eat, and there's no pattern to it, but they all add up to a lot of restrictions. Also, the preparation has to be just right, or it ruins the meal. If a girl cheese is slightly less or more golden brown than she likes, then it's awful. And portions have to be exactly equal. She goes as far as to count individual pieces of meat in a stew. She also gets extremely extreme anxiety about ordering at restaurants. She won't order without first knowing what everyone else is getting at a table. And she'll quiz a waitress forever about what goes into a dish, even though she's not allergic to anything. After she orders, she's consumed with anxiety about whether she'll like it or not. And if she doesn't like it, then her whole night is ruined and she makes a big deal about it, moaning about what an awful mistake she made. She stays upset sometimes for days afterwards. I don't really understand where it comes from or how to help her. She doesn't see any problem with her behavior and says she just cares about what she eats and that's why she's in such good health. I'm in good health too, and I can order a burger without sending the waitress back to the kitchen to find out what kind of sea salt is used. Any suggestions for me? Yeah, I'd break well, up with her. Well, you still want to continue with da- she He's dating this girl, right? <laughs> right. Okay, well, like, is that going to bother you so much as to, like, break it off? Like, is that something you can work with? Or is that, like, this is way too much work for me? Because, like, you can't, you can't change that. That's OCD. Like, Well, that's what I was going to say. It seems like something that is actually a very big problem, but it sounds like she truly has obsessive-compulsive disorder. Like, I don't think it's just like, oh, my girlfriend's annoying. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, though. I guess to the severity that this person is. No, it seems very yeah. obsessive. Compul- she has to count pieces of meat in the stew. She has to find out what everybody's ordering. for. Right. I mean, it's, it sounds like an extreme sense of control. I wonder if this is like a thing that he actually directly has to do. Like, is he cooking for her constantly? Or but is I mean, it just like having to be 
like I even get annoyed like I feel anxiety going out to eat with my mom because I know she's going to ask for like several things on the side and order it in a way that I don't feel like was the easiest way to go about it yeah. you know so I'm like yeah I can definitely understand having to be a part of that and feeling like and so having experienced it personally could you date somebody that was like that well I my mom isn't as bad as that yeah um I don't know I think if she like recognized I have OCD this is what this is I'm trying to get help then yeah but if she is like I don't under like that's how everyone is <laughs> that I you know I don't know how long you could really deal with that and like I worked as a waitress and as a waitress like that would give me anxiety like I'd have to like check with the cook and like that table would just be like a nightmare for me it's yeah, like, like is your salt iodized or unionized yeah. <laughs> like okay I was like just leave I don't want to <laughs> deal with you anymore yeah. like yeah I mean if you yeah I, I but obviously, it's a really bad anxiety problem. I mean, I feel bad for the person. That being said, I couldn't date somebody like that. Yeah. Sure. I got annoyed when, when me and Madison were f- started dating uh, a long time ago. I cooked her some chorizo with, uh, and I put a little bit of pepper in it by mm-hmm. accident. Apparently, her like palate was so sensitive to spice at that time that she needed me to take the chorizo out of it like while it was still cooking. And that I almost broke up with her over that. <laughs> Oh my God. Because she couldn't eat pepper? Because <laughs> it was like, what the fuck, man? I'm already making you dinner. Like, you're well, just like going to make a big deal about a little bit of pepper? That just seems I do excessive. feel like that is a common enough, one of the most common seasonings that right. if you know that you can't eat pepper and she somebody's going to make you dinner, you should probably be couldn't. like, hey. I think she just said that things were very spicy for her at the time. Now she eats salsa all the time. Well, so spice is different because there's different levels that people can handle. Yeah. But, like, this isn't, like, is it iodine pe- pepper? <laughs> like, like is, is your pepper found in the Himalayas? Like, I, I don't know. It's just, yeah. like, it's not specific. Well, I just mean, like, even a smaller thing like that was annoying enough to me yeah, that I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, want to break up with them. Yeah. Also, I was a little bit more of an asshole back then, so maybe I was, like. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do think he should probably. It's more like 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't know if he recognizes at all that this is like a bigger issue than her just being weird about food. Yeah, yeah maybe the guy needs to, maybe that'd be some advice to him is like, realize Get that with it's it. a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, they, what was the thing you said earlier <laughs> about the, uh, the <laughs> OCD? <What>? No. <laughs> Made a comment earlier about people not being able to handle things. Oh, like handle spice? No. I'm going to have to rewind oh, this. I actually don't If you remember. can't handle the, the heat, get killed in the street. I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was some sort of little get rhyme. Get out of the street. <laughs> Something like that. Something along those lines. Okay. Get hit in the street, yeah. If you can't handle the heat, get hit in the street. I'm going to have to go back and then copy-paste that little thing to, to put it into this <laughs> part of the episode. Okay. So this one says, uh, several incidents in the past year have me wondering if I have a future with my wife. Last summer, we went to a village festival with friends and took our kids along. My wife had too much to drink and ended up sloppy drunk and puking in the train while our kids looked on. We explained this uh, as a one-off. Have you ever seen your mother or father drink too much in the past? No. Was one of us responsible for looking out for you? Yes. I was very disappointed as, uh, and expressed 
as much to my wife. In the months since, she has come home after nights out with her friends, obviously tipsy and sometimes very drunk. After mm-hmm. initially denying that she has been drinking, she would explain it away as something that seldom happens and why shouldn't she enjoy herself. Drinking and driving wasn't a problem and she would, in, she would get a ride back with a designated driver or take the train. This past weekend, she took our daughter into the city for an afternoon shopping and sightseeing. Her friends invited her to a cafe for drinks. Five hours later, they got home and my wife had... Uh, has peed in her pants during her trip home. She could hardly talk or walk. My daughter was freaking out. My anger was uh, and disappointment were obvious. The next morning, it was a series of excuses. I wasn't drunk. I should have left earlier, but my friends wouldn't let me. It was not a big deal, etc., etc. Two days later, she said that she was embarrassed and felt like a bad example and swore that she will change. I never had a problem with her going out with her friends or having a few drinks. I do have a problem with her lying about drinking and making excuses for what, uh, what has happened. I look at her and I don't recognize this person I married anymore. For the first time in 18 years, I don't see a future with her, but I do have two kids to think about. She says that she has learned a lesson and won't do, it won't happen again. To me, she has already uh, had her second chances. She will always be the mother of my kids and I can't or wouldn't change that. However, staying married is a choice and that is not one that I had never considered doing before. How old are the kids? I don't think it's specified. Okay. Well, I would say... Like, as through a personal experience, my parents got divorced later in life. They waited until the kids were out of the house, and it kind of made, like, a standard of love that I was like, I don't want to get married if this is what love is. Like, they constantly were fighting. I knew that they should have gotten divorced when I was, like, seven, but they stayed together for the kids, and it was, like, rough. Like, it just, like, kind of messed me up a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense when they finally got divorced. So I would say, like, no matter, like... If you're like, oh, the kids, like, think about them. But, like, yeah, you're not thinking about the kids, like, coming home with this drunk mom all the time. Like, I don't, and I don't know if her problem will get worse if they do get divorced. Like, yeah. will it get worse or will it get better? And then with the kids involved, it's just, like, kind of messy. But what do you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, agree. <laughs> I think regardless of whether or not he wants to stay with her, like, that mom should not be alone with the kids at all. Like, that's crazy to drive with your kid like be so drunk that you piss yourself I've gotten so drunk and never pissed myself (laughs) ever (laughs) so I've woken up my own vomit before but never once peed the fact that she is so drunk that she is driving and pissing herself with a kid in the car is like beyond horrifying yeah I mean, obviously, I think there's something going on with her that because he, it seems to me that this was not always in her character. Right. Yeah. So, sure, maybe there's something she needs to figure out and work on. Maybe she can change. And but like that, he needs to separate the kids from her for sure. Yeah, and she definitely needs to get like serious help. I don't think it's as simple as like, oh, she's being irresponsible and now. I don't like he this says, person. He I'm disappointed. Like, disappointed yeah. Yeah, that it's a like mild. Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird reaction, I guess, on his part as well. But, uh, yeah, I would say, like, in a situation like this, there's, like, so many, like, red flags of, like, serious addiction. So it's probably a thing that yeah. should be taken a little more seriously than just, like... You think about, like, the safety of the kids, too. Like, yeah. what if she gets in an accident and the kid's in the car with her? Like... It's, it's like a big deal and he should like, discuss that with her like say hey like this is not just about you this is about your children yeah. like why are you doing this yeah and also if that doesn't happen you still are like oh 
you grow up thinking like my mom is a person who didn't take care of me, who didn't make me feel safe, who didn't protect me, who I had to like at that point, that kid probably had to take the role of like the caregiver right. as a parent. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously the, uh, from what the, when, what he said, the daughter was pretty like upset about this whole situation. That's definitely yeah, bad for her as well. Something had to be going on in that car where she was like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are your advice for this person be then? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily think he should divorce her or not divorce her. But I think, like I said, he needs to separate the kids from her and like be like, either you get help or like th- this is over yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's a big deal. Drinking. Yeah. He needs to either... Like, they need to work their stuff out. Give her maybe a couple months to, like, get sober or something. Maybe take her to AA classes. Kind of, like, try to support her. And then if this is still an issue and you can't work it out, then, yeah, get divorced. Make sure she's never alone with the kids if she's drinking. I wonder how old these people are because they've been together for 18 years. This makes me wonder. Yeah. All right. Okay. (laughs) So, my last question... (laughs) Oh, dang. It wasn't the one that I thought. Okay, but it's fine. Um, I'm in a touchy situation, and I'm not sure what to do. I feel like you might have insight on this. My daughter is getting married soon, and her matron of honor, Teresa, has caused this. We have known her since she was young. We have taken her many places with us, helped her with bridal shower and wedding preparations for her, er, and preparations for her wedding. Teresa had a baby two months ago and has brought her to my daughter's bridal shower. When my mom asked to hold the infant, Teresa refused. Now my mom is very upset. This is the same person Teresa used to call grandma. I'm upset about it too, but Teresa doesn't seem to care. She's afraid of her baby getting germs. We are not dirty people. It almost feels like since we aren't of use to her anymore, we don't matter. How do we react at the wedding? I think people can be very sensitive about their kids sometimes, especially when they're first born. Like, it's like such a new thing that I think if you give them a little bit of time, they might tone down. Also, some people might never tone down. <laughs> two months is so young that I'm like, I don't know. I wouldn't. I feel like I shouldn't even hold my baby at two months old. Well, yeah, like, I mean, I remember yeah. I, I, my family kind of made a big deal about that, too, because this was like when my kids were first born. They were born early. They're twins, so they were very, you know, very tiny. They're four and five pounds when they were born. So they were, you know it was like a whole thing and we had to keep them away from people and make sure everybody like the doctors would tell us make sure everybody washes their hands before they hold the baby so it's not just like a thing that's like the person like people doctors are telling you make sure everybody washes their hands make sure like they're being careful around like newborns like at, my, at that age it's just my uncle and my aunt are my favorite because when my, their kids were born they were like I don't know if anyone can hold them yet because it hasn't gotten all of its shots Mm. Like, like that was because they, they only had cats, like they only had pets, so they were just like, like treating it like a cat, like it had babies <laughs> or something. Like, like, no, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Surprisingly, nobody's ever told me not to hold the baby before. Okay. Which I feel like people should tell me <laughs> that. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess it's like I don't know when you go to uh, the hospital and visit somebody that just had a baby. Most of the time, there'll be like hand sanitizer and shit, and you put that on your hands and you go hold the baby or whatever. I know some people are very conscious about it and very afraid of it, and doctors like freak you out about it. So a new parent might hear this and get a little but freaked out. But don't you think she should have been like, 
or could have been like, hey, wash your hands first. I guess, but maybe she didn't express it right. Like I said, like, in the new, she's a new parent. Like, this whole thing is might be very like scary and weird for her. It's like strange when you just have like this life that is your responsibility all of a sudden, and it makes people a little crazy, especially this early on. So I think maybe just They're be more just underst- afraid that she's going to drop her or something like she maybe. doesn't know other people. Yeah, I think, I'm sure she trusts her. But yeah. when it's like your kid, it's different because then it's like, oh, shit, it's like this like little sack of like uh, like an egg like you can't drop. It's going to like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. major brain damage. No, but um, I think she's just like being an overprotective parent mm-hmm. and maybe just discuss it at the wedding. Say like. Hey, are you going to uh, so hold your kid when it's older? Like, are you just building its immune system up? Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, you build their immune system up by introducing them to germs. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot, some people loosen up as they get older because then you, like, so many things happen where you realize that they're pretty uh, durable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get sick all the time. Yeah. And I really, really, really believe that it's because my mom has OCD and she over sanitized everything when I was little. Like I had to wash my hands like 20 times a day. She would wash our fruit and vegetables with like soap. Like every, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I would take it to school the next day and I'm like, this plum still fucking tastes like soap. <laughs> like, yeah. And then she would wipe like our cell phones, like everything, like just right. OCD. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, I get sick a lot because I was a kid and my body never experienced all right. the germs that, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if that per like, some person can come to your mom and be like, hey, let me hold Brittany with my dirty ass hands. and She might. <laughs> I mean, like with other people, she was okay, okay. But in our own house, she was like not having it. But if I tell her now, I tell her now, I'm like, I get sick a lot because you didn't, ex- like, expose me to germs. She's like, oh, please. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a thing. Like, that's a true thing that happens. So. Well. Yeah, it is. So maybe your advice to this person would be let, let your baby get some germs? I do. Well, so yeah. May, yes. Yeah. I sympathize. I understand. I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't go that far as this, this parent, but um, I can understand, like, so early on in its life, and if you're a first-time parent, I can see it being. Yeah, my a my bit. mom was very protective with me. I was a firstborn, so she like never let anyone hold me. And then when my brother was born, she's like, "Oh, here." Yeah. Like she she was like all like carefree when mm-hmm. my brother was born, but like with me, she was like firstborn, like wanted to make sure I was alive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but then like I said, parents realize that these kids are pretty durable, and then you see them like fall off like a huge slide it's face first into the ground <laughs> and get up fine like nothing happened and then you're like oh okay i guess they're oh yeah they David, can handle some shit personal experience <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sure oh, something okay. along those um, lines has happened sure <laughs> totally <laughs> so then yeah then that, that kind of thing happens and everything's okay i'm so glad <laughs> <laughs> kids hurt themselves a lot is what i'm trying to say yeah they do yeah Athena, when we, we took her ice skating one time, she fell backwards into uh, like some metal thing and hit her head on a screw and was bleeding a ton and it happens. Yeah, Don't it you think if you were being a better parent and watching her more closely, that no, wouldn't happen? I, I couldn't be any better than I am now, honestly. I'm That's true. You're a very good dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm already so good. If I got any better, I don't know what I'd 
Yeah. If you got any better, then it would be bordering it wouldn't on be like fair. child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair to other parents. No. It just yeah. looks bad in comparison. How old are your kids? Six. Okay. They're both six? Yeah, I got twins. twins. Oh, sweet. Just knock them out. Yep. <laughs> All at once. Is it my turn? Well, at least you got twins, so if you, you know, one gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> Honestly, what, when I was trying to get a vasectomy, that's, that's kind of like one of, one of the... They wouldn't let me get a vasectomy at first. Because they were like, well, you're still young. You might want to have more kids. And I was like, we already have two kids. And we're like, well, something can happen to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to replace just them. have another kid to replace them. Like, that's just a thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> They're reversible. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why they made such a big deal about it. But, yeah, it took a while. I had to go through, like, a process. Um, like psychological testing? No, not that much. But my first doctor, like, refused. So I had to get another doctor. It's really annoying. and They should do that for plastic surgery because <laughs> there are not enough people telling people no. It's <laughs> I'm serious. You see people that are like, you look like a fucking like, caricature yeah. of a person. And like, it's sad. <sighs> They're just too, too money hungry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. There's not a lot of money in the vasectomy game, probably. I guess not. I mean, yeah. they are. Once so you, you once can't you have approved. more kids who want more plastic surgery, and then they're losing money. I think they make more <laughs> money by you having kids, which yeah, is why exactly. they don't want you to have a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this one says, my husband and I have been together for seven years, married for two. He is a fantastic con conversationalist and a devoted and loving husband. The problem is that over the past year, I have definitely noticed my husband becoming more, how do I say this, bizarre. Bizarre in a someone's dorky dad kind of way. He is 39 and I am 30. His behavior is not as weird uh, when we are at home, but whenever we are out, he laughs at his own stories as he's telling them, does awkward little dance moves in public, makes weird or childish sound effects in restaurants, and just recently I overheard him telling a story about himself in the third person at a pool party. He never used to be like this. I watch over other people looking embarrassed while interacting with him, and it's killing me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't uh, screenshot this entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like enough. Me. Uh, yeah, no. Embarrassing husband. Embarrassing um, husband. I mean, I dated someone that was kind of like that and out in public would just make like <laughs> fart sounds. And I was like, I'm not about this life. Like you can go. But they've been uh, together for so long. Yeah. And he just started being He just started like dating this. like this. Yeah. What, what she's deep doing? in. I guess just being like being like weird a and stereotypical like dad? I'm a dad yeah. joke yeah. person. Yeah. Just like a cornball. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, just feel like, hey, this embarrasses me when you do this. And who are you? This, I would break <laughs> up with this person more quickly than I would break up with the wife who drinks. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> like, at least the wife who drinks is fun. This guy's just awkward. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm like, there's an underlying issue to why she drinks and she can fix that. I'm like, oh, your personality is you just broken. Yeah. Personality, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you think this is truly funny. Like, there's something wrong. <sighs> yeah, I, I, on one hand, it's kind of like, it's like, well, this is how he is and like, you shouldn't be embarrassed about it. But he at the he told time. a joke about himself in the third person. Brittany thinks that's bad. <laughs> 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 All right, good point. Yeah. Hon but honestly, like, I I'm I, I want to be understanding to this person that's like just evolved themselves into like a huge corny person, and that that's unfortunate that your wife is embarrassed by you now. But at the same time, 
these are my least favorite kind of people. The ones that are always trying to be like funny in the grocery store. Oh, yes. They're my least favorite kind of people. And I just hate it. And anytime I meet one of those people, it's the most unpleasant experience for me. It's awkward. It's terrible. Oh, I guess if you forget to scan it, it's free. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the 700th person who's made that joke today. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah what are just, other grocery store jokes that are very popular? Uh, I should know more of them. When I used to push carts, everybody would tell me, like, oh, you're building up those muscles. Oh, I push carts, too. I used to work at Albertsons. And oh, some guy nice. would be like, hey, honey. He's like, I'm not calling you honey. I'm looking for the honey. And I was like, oh, clever. Aisle six. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> I was 16. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, I worked at a movie theater, and people would ask to take me to a movie. And I'm like, I get them for free, and I yeah. watch them by myself, which yeah. is more pleasant. Or people would get, this annoyed me to no end, and I don't know why, but I would say, like, enjoy your show, and people would be like, you too, and they would be like, oh, wait, I mean, not you too. I mean, oh, my God, how embarrassing. Ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, I fucking get it. Yeah, like, it's a response it's a that response. people have. Like, it's fine. But Walk away. But feel bad about that one. But no, you don't even need <laughs> to feel bad. I would much prefer people be like, you too. Like, I don't think anything of it. Right. Like, I'm not like... Just I'm on. not watching a movie. Yeah, yeah what are yeah. you talking about? Yeah, I'm like, I get it. It's uh, no, like, have uh, a nice day. Yeah. You know? the, the, the other thing a lot of people say if they're like, oh, do you know where this thing is at? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's like right there next to you. They'll be like, oh, if it was a snake, it would have bit me. I hear that a ton. If it was a snake, it would have bit me. <laughs> I guess it would have, ma'am. I mean, like. <laughs> I mean, they, I, I, I need to start writing this down because there is so many of them. Well, what kind of snake of was it? Because I don't think corn snakes bite. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. yeah, that is that's kind of unfair to you the reputation of snakes. You should just go in because yeah. there's toothless snakes out there. You know yes, a lot about a animals. I do. Snake lives matter. Yeah, exactly. So you should you should go in with some animal facts at somebody yeah. next time they say that. Well, there's actually this place in Canada that I want to really take the kids to. It's a place where uh, large groups of snakes gather for, like, uh, you know, because they're up in the north, so it's very cold. They have to huddle up for heat and also during mating season, so they're all fucking each other. But people can just go, and you can just, like, grab handfuls of snakes, and they're very harmless. And handfuls of, like, fucking snakes? Well, some of them are fucking, but... Why you hold them? <laughs> How should it interrupt? How do snakes fuck? I feel like they would just constantly be choking each other, like... Well, yeah, um, they probably wrap around each other a lot, but... I don't know. I know they. I know they have. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Snake porn, everyone. If you want to tune in next. (laughs) Yeah, they got. They got different types of dicks. And they got. Yeah. All about that snake. They all have different (laughs) types of. Well, different than you would expect from a from and some some reptiles have hemipenes. What is (laughs) a like two penises. Like two dick holes. <laughs> Almost like two, but... <laughs> okay, now but I'm relating. Sec- add a dick to the that hole, second hole, and then you got a reptile. A hemipene. Yeah. That that second dick hole could be, you know, part of that lizard part that still exists in us somewhere. Maybe. You know? That's true. <laughs> so they have two vaginas, too, or is that just like a, a yeah. dick thing? Is so where's the second dick go? I think they're all just in the same place. Yeah. Like two at once? I don't know why that <laughs> happens. No, and I, I think I asked my zoology teacher about this a while ago. 
This was a while ago. It was like seven Your years ago. Your zoology teacher? <laughs> I took zoology in college. She's like, guess what, guys? Snakes got two dicks. And you're just like, uh-uh, why? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, you know what today is? Two dick day. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that day. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, but I just remember it being discussed when we talked about reptiles. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. It's interesting to me that over all of the times that you have corrected me about animal facts, you never once told me, hey, I know more than you because I took a zoology class. You instead just made me feel like I knew less than you just by both of us going about the world. Okay, the zoology <laughs> class is not what you think it is. It was basically like animal classifications. So you learn about like what like order, species, subspecies, animals. You start like at the most basic animals and then move your way forward. So you learn about speciation and you learn about certain things but is that not where you learn that moles evolved without eyes no i already knew about that or that bats weren't blind no i already knew about it. <laughs> they didn't teach me that in zoology <laughs> i took one semester of zoology okay. and i've always loved animals i used to watch animal documentaries all the time when i was younger that's like my main thing he doesn't really like dogs though, so <laughs> they used to have this this one uh I remember there's a bunch of there was one on the Disney Channel or maybe it was Nickelodeon. They had this little lizard that would teach you animal facts, and I used to love that show. And there was another guy that was very similar to Steve Irwin, but he was on the Disney Channel, and he would like go around and catch animals and show them to you and do stuff like that. Animal facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and mean. now, now as an adult, I watched a show called Eons, which is all about how an certain animals evolve into other animals, and it's great. I just like animals. I watch Doctor Jeff Rocky Mountain Vet. It's a good show <laughs> on an animal planet. It's a but reality how, show about a vet. See, that's your problem is you're only learning about one animal. No, that's not true. He works on a lot of different animals. He the works domesticated on animals, though. No. <laughs> no, you don't even know. This is like you assuming I can't play video games. He works on dogs and cats, sure. But they also have, you know, sometimes a ferret, not that exotic, turtle. Sometimes he works on wolves. He worked on a crocodile. Okay. He will work on, he worked on a tiger. Okay. He works on all different kinds of animals. Gotcha. I feel like wolf and tiger are just kind of slight variations of the... What do you want him to be working on? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe something Himself. a little bit more exotic, <laughs> like, you know, like a penguin or... He's in Colorado. I mean, they uh -oh. have... Like a bald eagle? <laughs> I mean... A bear, maybe? Maybe. Maybe, maybe kind of in a coming episode. I mean, they didn't... You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, fi I'm fine with him. Yeah, he's, I get it. He's just a regular vet, but I feel like... He doesn't work on enough animals. <laughs> he's not just a regular vet. They work on all sorts of... I've seen a, a Where do you watch the show? Animal Planet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. See, maybe if you watch a little more Animal Planet, you'd get on my level. <laughs> I don't watch any TV. Um, my Animal Planet is I go outside and I look at birds sometimes. Do you actually? I mean, when they're there. Oh. I don't actually go scout birds. You don't have like, like a little book and you like... That's a cute little yellow bird. Oh, uh, you know? okay, okay. They have an app that I you can get on your phone. Does. David. What? Nobody wants the app. <laughs> Let me pitch it first. Okay, what's it called? It's called iNaturalist. And you can use it to take pictures of like plants or wildlife 
and it'll Google image search it so they can tell you like what species of plant or animal it is. You don't have to go to museums anymore, folks. You can just get an app and you can take pictures. Yeah, it makes it makes going out in nature more exciting. Yeah, boycott museums, guys. Oh, no, <laughs> they're not both. necessary. Some are expensive, so it's harder to get out to museum. And sometimes you go out on a hike and you see a weird plant, you take a picture of it, and you're like, hey, that's what it is. And can you, you learn. take a picture of like a human and be like, what's this guy about? Let's and then it like out. comes up with like <laughs> <laughs> different facts about Brittany. Like <laughs> Brittany plays video games on the regular. That would be funny. Yeah. It'd be funny if you could get that to be one of your top facts. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to update my Instagram. <laughs> gamer? Gamer, gamer bitchney <laughs> Yeah. Well, you could just add it to your... Just people put their little description of what they are on their... Yeah. What do you have for yours? What? For your bio. Like, what I do you have I don't think I have a bio. You don't have anything in your bio? No. But I um, got over 100% in Crash Bandicoot Warped. Okay. That's hard to do. You have to know. Ch- you have to know secret w- passages, and <laughs> so you got the gems and all that stuff too. Yeah, wow. all you have to get all the gems. Those are much harder to get. Yeah. Do you seriously posted our last? Yes, clip that's what I said. Flag. I said I do not know how. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> anyway. It's <not> fine. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. That's uh, it. We're folks. out of questions. That's it. Um. So you know, do you have any solicited advice this week? I do not this no. week, actually. Uh, Caitlin, do you have any advice that you want us to help you out with? Advice? (laughs) Advice? uh, Do you need any advice on anything? Advice is uh, don't drink until you're dizzy. I don't know. (laughs) Don't tell stories in third person. That's (laughs) That's great advice. Both of those things are great advice. Yes. Unless you have vertigo, in which case maybe the moment you start drinking, you're dizzy. Or if you're schizophrenic and you just talk about yourself in third person all the time, that's okay. But if you're not normally dizzy... Don't drink until you make yourself dizzy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's good stuff then. Um, as usual, if you want to ask us some solicited advice, you can reach me and Brittany at unsolicitedadvicepodcast1 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything I want to plug? Uh, I'm on a show tomorrow. I don't know. Won't be. <laughs> further in the future. Further in the future. Further I'm moving out. to LA. I don't know. You are? Yeah. Nice. In like a week and a half, yeah. Cool. Do you have August. any book shows in LA yet? Uh, not yet. Okay, well. It's uh, the Caitlin show. I'm moving into my apartment. I'll just gotcha. do shows in my apartment. I don't Are know. You, can, you can follow her on Triller. Triller. <laughs> follow me on Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> all right, cool. Brittany, do you want anything you want to plug? Mm-mm. All right, cool. Well, uh, all right, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and. Don't overdo anything. See the sun rising off the shore of a tide lane Would you ride in if I wasn't driving?